Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? I am so grateful for you guys coming again to join me with my podcast, Amaze and Grace. What's up, Grace Gang? I just want to thank everyone for listening to my last past podcast about pain. Um, and we're kind of going to um, get into that again because God has been dealing with me on the issue of pain. And um, not only has he been dealing with me on it, he's been taking me through it. So uh, in all of this, you know, God is showing me himself on different levels. He is showing me himself in ways that I know I know for a fact that if I have not went through what I am going through now, what I have went through in my past, um, I would not see or get revelation from the Lord on the things that he is showing. He is showing me. So speaking of pain and everything and and all of these things, and I am a, a server. I serve my church. I serve those that are with me. I serve my friends. I serve my family. And these are things that um, when you are in pain, sometimes serving or sometimes um, being who you are in Christ, sometimes feel like you're, you're, you don't want to do it. You sometimes feel like it's too much to handle. And it's almost like you're asking God, why you don't understand why this pain has come along you don't understand why this pressure is so hard in your life at this time and you're asking God listen I'm already faced with enough why do I still have to serve why do I still have to minister why do I still have to worship why do I still have to walk around with a smile on my face when I am in pain and then this is what the lord revealed to me it's because we're still serving because he has put enough of strength on the inside of us to keep moving there's nothing that the lord gives to you that he feels like you cannot endure not only that is that he will reveal himself in the why and when he showed me this through a story in the Bible about the prophet Elijah and the widow from Zarephath and how her axing Elijah and God, like, why in the midst, like, why even approach me with this this miracle or why even come in my life and interrupt my peace like I was gonna die in peace I was I was I was getting ready to die in peace and here you come with the word of God and you shake up my world and still pain happens still pain happens still issues happen and she asked the Lord why so I'm going to, you know, take you through this story in hopes that you understand what the Lord was showing me in the midst of this story and how he also kind of, you know, answered my question to him about the why and um, why, why do I have to go through this pain right now? Why, why do I have to face this at this moment? And God kind of revealed that to me during the story so we're gonna go to the 
beginning of first uh, king and chapter 17 so basically i'm gonna just try to you know make this short and simple basically like at the beginning of this chapter the prophet elijah is um he, he gets a word that the Lord is going to do a drought in the city and there is going to be absolutely no rain. Okay, say it with me. No rain. <laughs> there is going to be no water, no rain, no drops, no nothing. And he's telling them that this drought is going to happen in the next few years. Now, this is not something that's going to be 40 days, 40 nights. This is not something that's going to be a month. This is something that is going to take place in years. And so, um, God then told Elijah to get up and get out of the city. And God gives him these instructions. And he gives them the instructions to go into the mountains into an area that's where water is and he's telling him and giving him instructions there there's a place over there on the other side of the Jordan River where I would like for you to dwell in and he's trying to give him comfort while he's giving him this word to let him know that where I sent you you follow my instructions do not worry about how you're going to get food don't worry how you're going to get water there are going to be rivers in of water there in a bank where you'll be able to drink fresh water from and so the Lord is leading him where his needs will be met um and he's hiding him from um a drought and so he also tells elijah listen i am going to send ravens to send you food in the wilderness now god is showing me this like i'm not going to put you in the wilderness without providing some type of substance for you to carry you to the next level I would never put you in a hard situation or in a bad situation without providing some type of support, without providing some type of help. Yes, you are hurting at this moment. Yes, you do have to face this pain. Yes, you do have to face this disappointment. But I I am God and I am that I am. And I would not allow you to go into the wilderness or into a bad patch in your life without providing some type of substance so the lord does something that's kind of impossible but it's it's impossible to man and 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 he shows me that basically what he's doing is putting elijah in a place of safety in a place where he's isolated and he's going to allow him to still go through the wilderness But you have to depend on me and trust in my word that I will send a raven with food for you every day. So why Elijah is in the wilderness and the Lord actually does what he says. It's a song that says, no weapon form against me shall prosper. And it says, God will do what he said he would do for he is not a man that he should lie. And, and and that is what popped up to me about this. God is telling Elijah instructions and, 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 and Elijah is believing in the word of the Lord. And he is not a man that he shall lie. He provided food. He provided shelter. And he provided water for Elijah when he gave him this word. 
So Elijah stays put. He stays where he is, where the Lord has put him in this wilderness. And then all of a sudden, the Lord gives him another word. And and, and then in this word, he tells him to go to um, Zarephath. And Zarephath, too, goes to, it's going to be a young lady. There is going to be a widow there. And the Lord said, I will prepare her instructions on giving you food. Because at this time, the drought was taking place and it had moved to where Elijah was, where the water was drying out. He didn't have a supply of water anymore. And so um, the Lord was giving Elijah the instructions that, okay, now that the drought has reached you, let's go ahead and keep it moving. And I'm going to give you instructions to go to this widow and she is going to provide you with food and water now this is the thing that i'm noticing while i'm reading this passage is that the lord tested the prophet also he tested the woman that was going through pain so sometimes when the lord sends someone in your life a prophet a teacher a minister a pastor they are giving you words of encouragement not from just because it's because they have been tested too it's because they've been in the wilderness too it's because they had to listen to god's instructions too god will not send his people my god God would not send his people to preach or to teach you about pain if they never went through anything. He would not teach you. He would not put a a person in your life to guide you and teach you through a, a issue or a patch in your life where you're going through a specific thing without him actually taking them through either the same thing or something close to it or giving them insights to what you are going through. And that is where God was doing with Elijah when he had him in the place where he had to depend on him about food he's sending him to a place where a woman who is in a place where she is in pain she's in despair and she is about to make her last meal do you see where it's connecting each other at the prophet himself was depending on god for food but now god is sending him to someone else who wants food who needs food And this drought has taken place in her city where she was like, you know what, Lord, I am going to gather the little bit of flour, the little bit of water that I have, and I am going to make a cake for me and my son, and we are going to die. So Elijah doesn't know that this is what he's going to be facing. He's just going by the word of God. The God is saying this lady is going to be here and she's going to prepare something for you. So isn't it funny that God can give a word to somebody about you and you not even know anything about it. And you're going about what you see, what's in front of you. You're going about the pain that you feel. You're going about what you like literally see in front of she sees that she only have enough flour to make this one last meal for her and her son but God has already given a word to the prophet to tell her that this is not it this is not over you may feel like it is you may see that it is in 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 with the natural eye but I have called someone I have tested him I have tested his will I have tested his belief and because he has passed I am sending him to you to reveal to you that this is not it 
Sometimes God will place people in your life to remind you of the word of God, to remind you that this is not it. He will send his prophets in your life to speak a word over your life when you are in the midst of giving up. So Elijah goes to the city to see the young widow who God had instructed him that will provide food for him. So he sees her and she's drawing um, some water. And Elijah goes up to her and pretty much he says, hey, um, ma'am, <laughs> I, I need some water. Can you can you give me a drink of water? Can you give me a glass of water? And, and why are you at it? I'm really hungry. Can you please give me something to eat? So Elijah asks her what God told him to ask the young lady. And this is what she tells him. She tells him, sir, you know, I don't have much. I only have a little flour and oil to make this last meal that I have for me and my son to eat. And then after we eat, we will later die. Her hope was gone. Her 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 hope was completely gone. She already made up in her mind that this was going to be her last meal. She already made up in her her mind that this was going to be the last time I try love again, God. This is going to be the last time I try to let people in, God. This is going to be the last time, God, that I try for my goals. This is the last time that I'm going to try to open up my business, God. This is the last time that I'm going to try to make good friendships. This is the last time, God, that I'm going to try to work on my marriage. This is the last time. How many times have we had this conversation with God and say, I I can't do it anymore. I'm physically and emotionally tired. I'm looking at what's in front of me. I'm looking at the little bit that's left. The little bit of love that I have left. The little bit of hope that I have left. The little bit of courage that I have left. God, I am tired. This is what the woman was saying. Sir, I can't can't even help you. I don't even have a cup to to fill up for it can overflow into the saucers enough for me to give you something. How many have served in the church or have served and God has, 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 has poured his grace on the inside of you and you had to pour out into other people. You had to literally minister while you're empty. But because he is God, he will continue to allow that living water to overflow and keep flowing through your belly for the goodness of his kingdom. The goodness of his kingdom. So Elijah tells her, you know, I understand what you're saying. And I, I, and I get that you, you, you see that there's nothing left and that this is the only thing that you have but I tell you that I am a prophet of God and that God sent me here if you give me food he's telling her make me food first he's trying her faith see his faith was tested in the wilderness when the the ravens had to bring him his food every day now he's doing the same thing that God did to him he's trying to see where she at listen I need you to give me the little bit that you have put it in the blessed hands of the prophet and 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 watch God work for you whatever you have I know you see this is where I'm going with this whatever you have I know you don't feel like getting up on Sunday mornings putting on your Sunday best 
walking into the sanctuary with thanksgiving not not with a sad face or you know feeling depressed or nothing but really getting up god is looking at your heart postures he's looking at are you going to still serve me are you still going to give me the little bit that you have just the, the, that little bit of faith that you have, that little bit of voice that, that wakes you up on that Sunday morning or that Wednesday evening to go to Bible study and tell you, listen, I know that you're tired. I know that you had enough. Enough is enough in your eyes, how you're feeling. I'm sick, God. I don't have it in me to do it anymore. But he's saying, give me the little bit that you have. So she listens to Elijah. She listens to Elijah and she gives him the little bit that she has. And God, he does a miracle in her life. He is a man of his word. What he said came to pass. Her oil and her 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 flower did not run dry in the midst of a drought. In the midst of a drought, she did not go hungry. Her son and her had food to eat. This is this is revealing to me that if we trust God with the pain, if we trust God with the little bit that we have, the little bit of hope that we have for tomorrow, that he will sustain us every day that you wake up i know you may feel it because i felt it before too when you feel like you're just waking up to exist no you're waking up with just a little bit you're waking up with just a little bit of hope you're waking up with just a little bit of of revealings of your promise you can see the vision you can see lord you told me this you you showed me this you had your prophets to come and speak a word over my life there are promises that are hanging over my head and god i know that there is a better and a bigger ending to this there is something in this pain there is something in this situation there is something that has to happen because I know that this can't be it so I'm going to trust you God and I'm going to give you every little thing that I have left every single drop that I have left because I need you to overflow I need you to carry me through because I don't want to make my last meal and die the, the word of God said you shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Speak that over yourself. Don't speak doom over your life. Understand that God has something better for you. Understand that this can't be the end. All he need is your yes. All he need is a little bit of strength from you. All he need is a little bit of faith. He said faith of a mustard seed that can move mountains. All he need is a little faith from you to understand that God, I may not be able to see it. I may not be able to see it just like that widow she wasn't able to see that her and her son will have food for days and days and days because in the front of her the only thing she seen was the little bit that she had left the only things that she seen was the little bit of flour that she had left just to make her enough food for her and her son 
And God is saying to us, I understand your hurt. I understand your disappointment. And I understand that you feel like I can't work with you anymore. Because you, you, you had your, uh, your upsets. You had, you had falling. Everybody falls from the, sh- the, the grace of God, but you got to understand that God is a forgiving God and God will not leave or forsake you. He is saying that trust in me that now trust in me in the midst of their storm, trust in me in the midst of your pain, trust in me right now, because I will work with the little I will work with the little. I am a God of miracles. He fed 5,000 with little bread and little fish. And it kept overflowing. It kept multiplying. That is the type of God that we serve. But we get so caught up in our feelings. We get so caught up in what we believe. We get so caught up in what we see with our naked eyes. And we put him in a box about what he's going to do with with our lives. My God. But he's saying, give it to me. Trust me with it. Trust me with it. I will make it work for your good. I would allow it to work for your good. This brings me to my next point because this is something that I kept asking God. Was be if I was doing good, if if I was serving, if I was doing good, why, why, why bring this, this, this pain my way? Why, why bring this situation in my way? Why send me a word to remind me that one day I, I, I'm, I'm going to be a, get a husband, or, or one day I, I'm going to birth a business, and you take the business away from me, and you take the love of my life away from me, like these little things. Like why, why tell me that I'm going to be a mother one day, and 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 you, and I have miscarriage after miscarriage. Why would you send a word to me and still allow life to happen? Why? Why? So, so, so I'm reading, I'm reading the passage, right? So God blesses the widow with enough food for her and her son, right? She at that, before God blessed her, she already felt like her and her son was going to die. But then Elijah comes and gives her hope. Then the prophet of God comes to, to reveal to her that this is not it. Uh, uh, give me the little bit that you have and watch God work a miracle, right? Mm-hmm. So, so here God is and he blesses her and he performs this miracle. And then all of a sudden, later, the woman's son becomes sick. The sickness turns for the worse and he stops breathing. He stops breathing breathing isn't that like us after God you come and save me you lifted me up you kept me from dying but then here we go again with another blow and you allow my son this woman's son she said you allow my son to get sick and die The answer, the question why sets in. 
So the woman says to Elijah, why did you ever show up here in the first place? Why would you even come and as a holy man and come barging in my life and expose my sins and then kill my son? Are you serious? You come to give me a word from the Lord and you come to save my life, but then break my heart? Where they do that at? Seriously. This is... This is, this was like, I was in awe. I was thinking to myself, like, God, I could have sworn that feeling that she's having was literally a feeling that I was having. And I was the only one in the world having that feeling. But God had to sit me down to show me. It's in my word. There's nothing new under the sun. Period. How you feeling, Kwani? The Lord had to tell me how you feeling is how she felt. I understand your pain. You may not think I hear you, but I understand your pain. You're wondering why I brought you to this place. You're wondering why that you, after I delivered you from a drought, that you're at another dry place in your life. You're wondering why the pain has to reoccur in my life. Like, why does it have to happen? So the prophet of God, he, 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 he sees that she's in pain. He sees that she's, she wants answers. She wants to know why. So then he goes, he goes and he tells her to bring me your son. Just, just, just bring your son. Sometimes preachers don't always understand the why. Sometimes the man of God and the woman of God don't always understand why. But what they do understand is that I serve a God who, who works in the impossible. And I may not understand the why, but I know who I serve, my God. I know who I serve. So Elijah was like, I may not be able to understand your why, but I understand who I serve. And if I understand who I serve, I know that I can depend on him even in the midst of the why, even in the midst of the confusion, even in the midst of not understanding what is taking place in my life. He said, I understand your pain. And this is what I do understand is that I serve a God that never fails. I serve a God that never fails. So Elijah goes and he takes her son and he stretches her son out on the bed and he lays his body prostrated on the sun. And Elijah begins to pray to God and ask God to reveal himself in this situation. My father, reveal yourself in this situation. Do not allow this lady's son to die. Breathe your life in him, my father. He cries out to God. How many of us cries out to God, Lord, this pain has arose again. This pain has came up in my life again. This disappointment has came. Breathe your life in this God because I cannot die in this season. I cannot. I cannot face this pain anymore. I cannot face this situation anymore. God, reveal yourself. So Elijah prays over the boy. And, 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 and when he does this, he says, Oh God, my God, why have you brought this terrible thing to this widow? Who has opened up her, her, her home to me. He said, God, you sent me here. Why, why you got me up here looking like a fool? Like, come on, God. 
Like, why? Why? God, you told me to tell your word to this lady, and now she believed your word, and now here you go again. So, so he was like, why have you killed her son? Why have you brought this sickness on him? Three times he stretched himself in full length on the boy and he prayed with all his might. He had to put all his faith, all his courage, all of his faith in God. He said, God, yet though you slay me, yet will I trust you. Yet though you slay me, God, yet will I trust you. You have to trust him with a little bit, my God. You have to trust him with the little bit that you have. So, so he prays, he prays over the boy. He asks God to breathe his breath back in the boy's body. He crying out to God. Elijah picked the boy up. He prays over him. He acts and he prays and he begs and he prays and he asks God to please put your breath back into this boy. And then God hears his cry. I want you to hear that God heard Elijah's cry. He hears your cry. He sees your heart. He understands your confusion. He understands your passion. He understands that you may be angry. He understands that you don't understand what's going on. God sees you. What are you doing with your concerns? What are you doing with your pain? Are you bringing it prostrated like the boy's body? Are you bringing it before the Lord? Are you asking him to breathe his life in your situation? Are you asking him to breathe his life in your pain? Are you allowing God in? Because if you are, do not be discouraged. If you are, do not get uh, weary in well-doing. Do not allow yourself to go under. Stand on the word of God. Stand on your just your little bit. Stand on your faith and understand that God is going to show up. He has no choice. He has to answer your prayers. If you're calling on him and you're seeking him for something, he has to show up for you in the name of Jesus. He is going to show up for you. He is going to show up for you. I speak it over your life in the name of Jesus that he will show up for you. He's going to breathe new life in you. He's going to breathe on your situation. He's going to breathe on that hurt and that pain. He's going to breathe on you. And sooner or later, my God, sooner or later, you will see why you had to be faced with that drought. You will see why you had to watch your son get sick. I'm talking about the woman in the story. Because sooner or later, she had to see the manifestation and the glory of God. It's unfortunate that she had to feel that pain. It's unfortunate that she had to, to, to be disappointed by God and, 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 and just by life, period. We all go di- through disappointments. But God still performed a miracle. He still showed himself in that situation so God had to reveal to me I know that you all face pain and I know 
that you don't understand why. But one thing that you do understand is who you serve. You serve an unfailing God. You serve a God that won't sit and sit back and watch you suffer. You, you, you serve a God that you know that you know that in the nick of time, he will show up. He will show up and he will show himself in your life. So don't give up. Don't allow yourself to look at what's in front of you. And say to it that that this is it. When God is saying, no, this is more. I have more for you. I have more for you. The Lord wants us to surrender and give it all to him. So God, I pray that every person that is under the sound of my voice, who's in that stage in their their life where they feel like, why? Why, God? Lord, that you will seek their hearts, you will seek their minds, and you begin to talk to them, and you begin to show them the why. That sooner or later we will see your favor in this. Sooner or later we will see that all along in the in the wilderness you were sending your ravens to feed us. You were sending your ravens to give us food, daily bread every day, God. Sooner or later we'll be able to see that you kept us this whole entire time. Sooner or later, we'll be able to see that you were by our side the whole entire time. And just like that widow who was preparing to die, some of us feel like we're dying in the midst of despair. But God, let your hope and your love rise them up right now in the name of Jesus. Let your hope and your love rise in them. Peace past all understanding. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that I will feel no evil, for thy are with me, thy rod and thy staff that comfort me, thou prepare a table in front of me of the presence of my enemies. Thou anoint my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy. Say that with me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell. I will dwell here. I will dwell at his feet. I don't care what happens in my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord. I pray that this episode blessed you. And I pray that you will not allow what you see in front of you make you feel like this is it. But you will continue to lean on God. And you will continue to let him do his work in your life. Until next time, I will see you back on Amazing Grace. Peace.